Hey everybody, welcome to the Citywide Sales Podcast. Uh, today it is just me running solo. I am going to be discussing the building survey basics and walking everybody through the step-by-step process and higher level things that we need to find in a building survey. So for starters, you know, this is starting once you've set the building survey and we're walking in to greet the customer or prospective customer that we are going to be working with. Um, The initial thing comes from six things, six skills, which is the opening statement or the survey opener. Uh, You need to be able to ask them if they have a place to sit down and give you a chance to ask them some questions that you will also be giving them a chance to ask some questions so that they're not just sitting there the whole time wondering if they're going to get a word in edgewise um, and then tell them that you're going to need to tour the site and if everything's good and we seem to be a good fit for each other that you will be able to move on and provide them with a quote at another date. So once you've gotten to the uh, next part of it, which is sitting down, you have to do a, get a couple things out before you start walking. Uh, the first is starting to build rapport. This can be done while you're sitting down, while you're walking to go sit down, or if you're not feeling it while you're in the sit-down meeting, uh, can be done once you're walking around the building. If you do not feel like you are uh, connecting with the prospect right off the bat and that you're um, having a little harder time creating that rapport or feel like they're a little standoffish, oftentimes I'll ex-nay some of the questions early, uh, get a few of the basics out, but then ask them more about the pain budget and those sort of things as we're walking the facility so that I have a chance to create a little bit more rapport with them while we're walking. Um, the way I've always been led to and started building rapport in these meetings because we don't have a lot of time, you know, somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, most buildings, uh, to build rapport with this person is by asking them simple connections and questions. Uh, there's a whole nother podcast about building rapport, so I'm not going to dive too far into it, but it's just simple connections about, you know, do you live close to here? How long have you been with the company? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, or if you happen to sit down in their office trying to connect with them on some stuff that is in their office, whether it be pictures or, you know, a fish mounted on the wall or, or something like that, you know, about their kids, whatever it might be. Um, like I said, you can ask those questions while you're sitting down uh, if it feels like you're rolling, but otherwise you can always uh, ask some of the more basic questions and then get up and move around and lighten the mood as you're walking around with some rapport questions. Um, really, the biggest thing that we need to find besides um, building rapport is the budget. So, uh, like I mentioned, oftentimes this is one of those things that I ask once we've walked around and I've had more time to build rapport. Uh, if the customer is absolutely bleeding pain and just telling you all the things that are wrong with their company and they're obviously not happy, uh, then I will ask it right up front and just ask them, you know, what are you currently paying for this service? If they are, however, you know, holding back a little bit or just seem to not have a ton of pain or are hiding their pain, from you, um, I'll often ask that question at the end. Um, when we get to budget, there's basically three ways that we can we can go through it. There's the ask question, so you just ask them, what are you pay- what are you currently paying for this level of service, uh, or do you have a specific budget that you're trying to stay within as we evaluate your scope, or however you want to ask that and get it out the first time. Um, oftentimes they'll kind of shoot you down and say, hey, you know, I I I just want your best price. Uh, and I don't really want to give you a, a price and have you just come back with it or come back and try to beat it. So when that comes up, you you just kind of gently explain to them, you know, I'm not asking you a budget so that I can come back and beat your price. What I'm asking you a budget for is so that I can uh, make sure that I'm not either way overthinking or underthinking something based on what I'm seeing in your facility along with what you're currently paying. 
So if you know, if I feel like you're not paying enough and that it would take us longer or take us more dollars needed to get the scope of work done, I'm going to tell you that. If I think that you're overpaying and you know we are, uh, you know we're going to come in under, I'm going to tell you that as well. Um, so and maybe it's right on the the head and it just happens to be that the company is not managing the process well enough, but you they have the right amount of hours in the facility. Uh, at that point, if they're not going to give you the budget, generally there's some head math that you can do either having pre-worked up before you get there or while you're in the building. Um, I'm not going to dive into that right now, um, but oftentimes you can get it from either how many hours that they've told you they're in the building, uh, as far as the, the people are in the building, how many hours they're in there, what are they doing each night. Uh, you can kind of do some rough head math from that on what they're currently paying, or based on the size of the facility, you can kind of reverse engineer from the square footage and type of facility it is about how many nightly hours it'll be. Uh, again, there's going to be a second podcast here um, regarding budget and how to do that head math more in depth. So please go ahead and listen to that if you want more diving into the budget. After budget, uh, the next most important thing is their pain. Um, so the reason pain is so important is janitorial tends to be uh, well, really, let me go backwards. J- pain in general is the only reason that people are going to act on something. There's got to be a reason or a pain for them to want to spend their money or or go through the process of changing a, a vendor. Um, with janitorial specifically, it's the last thing on anybody's mind and the last thing that anybody wants to talk about unless there's pain or they truly are in a just tire-kicking phase of figuring out whether they are, you know, paying enough or not too, you know, not too much, that sort of thing. Um, so really uncovering the pain. So to start with, when you sit down, one of my first questions out of my mouth is, uh, you know, just asking them what prompted them to be willing to meet with us. Oftentimes that'll result in a simple, you know, uh, response of, well, you guys called me and asked to sit down and be like, okay, great. Well, you know, we call a lot of people, but you know, what actually prompted you to let us come meet with you? Um, and try to start uncovering that pain, or you're going to get the opposite of that. And they're going to be like, well, let me tell you about my current company. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're missing this. They're skipping nights. Da, 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 da. And they're just going to word vomit their pain. Those are kind of the two, the two different spectrums that you can get. Every once in a while you get something in the middle where they tell you a few things. Um, once you've gotten past that question, uh, my next thing is I don't generally ask what the company's not doing well and start to dive into like, bad mouthing the company what i generally would ask is is there anything is the company is doing particularly well that would be important to maintain um although that seems like an odd question more times than not what results from that question is the prospect um basically going well they do some stuff okay but what they don't do is yada 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 uh, and they actually reverse it in their head and bring it back to where their pain lies um if they don't do that, your next question should be, you know, where can they improve? What are the important things for the, us to uh, improve on if we were to become your vendor? Generally, once you've gotten those three different questions asked, you should have some level of at least surface pain, um, you know, to understand why they were at least willing to meet with you and what's kind of going on in the site before you walk around. Um, the last question is one that doesn't necessarily need to be asked every time unless they're really trying to hide their pain, which is, you know, how, do, how does X pain affect your day-to-day work? You know, and sometimes it's everything from, you know, everybody brings their issues to me, so it takes my time to have to go back and follow up with the company. Or, or it's, you know, if it's not done, then I'm the one who's picking up a mop and going and doing it. Or it's something along the lines of, well, I'm the one in charge of cleaning, picking the cleaning company, and so when it's not going well, my boss looks at me cross-eyed because I'm the one who's in charge of it internally. Uh, so whatever those things are, you really have to dig into that pain because the, the truly how it affects them is what's really going to be 
the item that's going to get them to change or not change um, because they're not going to change from a few missed dustings. They're going to change because it affects their day-to-day life in some way, shape, or form. you got to really uncover that to sell to it. Um, if they really, really are a closed book and they're just not giving you anything on that sit-down, again, same with the, the rapport, get up and walk around the building. You know, Find some dirt, find some stuff in the janitor's closet that's not right, and just start asking some open-ended, like leading questions. You know, is, this in, is this supposed to be included in the scope of work? Oh, yeah, I guess it is because it, and it doesn't look like it's getting done. Well, there you go. You're starting to uncover some stuff. Or you walk in the janitor's closet and there's one string mop hanging up above the sink. And you can just ask them, hey, are, do you know, is there another janitor's closet or are they using this same uh, single mop to mop your bathrooms, your break rooms, and everything else? Um, and start to uncover some pain there because I'm, we should be following the, uh, the process of, you know, having a mop for bathrooms, having a mop for other spaces that aren't bathrooms because that's gross to, you know, somebody drops food on the floor in the break room and you just mopped it with the same mop that you mopped the bathroom with. Not real great. Um, but that's basically the, the high level version of how you can uncover some pain in the, in the building survey. And it's the second most important item just to reiterate that. Uh, the next thing you need to do is like I mentioned before, when I was talking about budget is ask them how many people are in the facility each night. Do you know how long they're spending in here? And then clarifying how uh if that's total man hours that they're telling you or if that's the duration of time and it's two people for that duration and what i mean by that is if it's two people for three hours is that three hours and they're each here for an hour and a half or is that two people for three hours which is six total man hours so you really have to understand how many hours are actually being spent in the building each night along with how many nights a week they're there and oftentimes too i will follow that up with do you think that's enough time spent in your building and, you know, sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they just say, I, you know, I guess I'm not sure. Um, other times they might, you know, if they're in a lot of pain, they might say, you know, I don't know if it is enough time. So that gives you an open door to come back with a little bit higher, uh, higher budget, higher number of hours needed in the facility. Uh, as you've wrapped up and you've gotten up and you walk around the facility, you've uncovered their pain, you've gotten their budget, um, you've built that rapport with them. You've kind of given some high-level uh, blurbs about how our process with FSMs and three-star policy and all the different things that we do well on the ops side of things is going to help solve their true how-does-it-affect-me pain. Um, then you got to get a timeline from them. You know, when do you need a proposal by? If you do make a switch, when are you looking to do that or when would it start? Um, that way you can get them to tell you when they need the proposal by and give you a timeline of how quickly or... or uh, uh, slowly you need to get them a budget back or a a proposal back Um, and then when do you need something to start and that gives you a foot in the door to say hey you know once we you decide to go a citywide we do need you know at least two weeks notice to be able to get somebody up and running in your facility properly and follow the right process and get you off on the right foot Um, so that they preemptively have they now have your timeline of when they need to have a decision made by so if they want something by August 1st, then you need to know by middle of July that they're going with us so that we can go through all of our steps of getting the ops walk, getting the handoff, getting equipment, getting a crew lined up, all that stuff that we need to do on the back end before we can start a building properly. Um, and the last thing uh, is is that uh, basically just laying out an upfront contract and, and reviewing everything. So what I hear from you is you need a timeline or of this, you need a proposal back by here, uh, just clarify your budgets about this, and I'm going to go back, review this, get a proposal put together, put it through our bid process, and I'll get it back to you by blah day. 
is that all right with you? And get them to say yes and get that final upfront contract out of the way. Um, and if you do really want to, you can set the proposal at that time to come back and make sure that you have it done and ready to go back by then. Or preemptively tell them that I'm going to call you with a price prior to bringing you out a proposal and I'm going to run it past you and you can go ahead and tell me if I'm in the ballpark of, of correct or if I'm way out in left field and I need to rework some of my numbers and maybe I'm over or underthinking something. Um, once you have all those things done lined up, it's time to head out, thank them for their time and get moving to get that proposal put together.